Are you ready? It's time to separate the men from the boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3 exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. And what a weekend it has been for football fans. Me personally as a Newcastle United fan, I'm thrilled that the Magpies finally have three points. And it actually looked like a half-decent display to beat West Ham convincingly at St. James's Park. A few new signings, um, maybe not all doom and gloom for Rafa Benitez. But Mo, the big talking point from the weekend has certainly got to be the match on Sunday at Anfield. Liverpool demolished Arsenal. A lot of people raving about the Reds' performance and that it was so comprehensive. But let's be honest, Arsenal didn't turn up. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't get excited because Arsenal were rubbish on the day. Uh, I don't know what's going on at that club. Eh? Fingers clearly lost the plot. I mean, he didn't start any of the new signings he bought. That's that's asking for trouble. Eh? And, you know, your new striker, you don't play him. Defence, Rob Holding is a shocking defender. I wouldn't play him in a championship team, let alone a Premier League team. And, you know, Wenger's got to do some serious, you know, searching during this, uh, this, this uh, international break about what formation, how is he going to go. And the bottom line is Arsenal, like, like you know, the, the pundits on the Premier League channel said, they lack a leader, they lack, uh, you know, any players that will that will bring them up when they when 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 things are going bad and also too many players are in their comfort zone you know well i mean i think that there appears to be some sort of you know i don't know if it's a conspiracy or whatever it is but they clearly don't want to play fast and bing anymore because you know when the chips are down as you say you look to someone for a moment of brilliance um, or some inspiration or some words or whatever it is. Arsenal didn't have that. Alexis Sanchez, who normally runs his socks off, dives all over the park, hard, of nail, hard as nails, was nowhere to be seen. Um, you know, and you look at Aaron Ramsey, there's a couple of players you can point fingers at and you go, well, you know, are their hearts really in it? Oxlane Chamberlain's been linked with Liverpool, with Chelsea. Does he want to stay? You know, I, I, I just, I just think that that, that that there's the players buy in to Wenger is, is no longer there and, and maybe Wenger could well find himself along with the likes of Frank de Boer and Slavin Bilic as guys who are you know top of the bookies odds on getting sacked I mean at this stage it's not a great start for Arsenal who we've come to realize are a team that target top four every season and invariably are there and thereabouts no absolutely spot on uh, also, you know, if Sanchez doesn't want to play for the club, don't force him. They should have sold him a long time ago when he wanted out, got some money and, you know, have time to sign someone. Now, if he leaves now, you've got a couple of days before the transfer window closes. Who are you going to get to, you know, replace him? And I mean, there's talk of this, of Mustafi going to Inter Milan. If he goes, then you've got four days. Where are you going to sign someone? Yeah. I mean, you don't. I think that Wenger's quite happy to have another Robin Van Persie scenario where he lets them go for a free transfer and then the next thing he ends up at a Manchester United and scores 20 goals. I mean, City would love to have Sanchez. Imagine how he would connect with or combine with a De Bruyne and, of course, with a, a Jesus and a Aguero. I mean, the list goes on. They've got some great players and I think that Sanchez might just be that little catalyst they need 
to put them on the next level. I no, I agree with you. Although, you know, he might have a bit of competition with Raheem Sterling and, uh, <laughs> for that number seven shirt. And but how crazy was that? Did you see? He gets he got sent off for over celebrating. Yeah, I, I mean that's. I think that's ludicrous. That that for me is a silly, silly law. I mean, in the heat of the moment, a rash tackle, fine, sanction, card, whatever. But celebrating a goal in those circumstances, I mean, give me a break. Seriously? Yeah, I mean, it's the 97th minute. Surely the ref should use his common sense. It's, ah, you know what? It's fine. They're not going to slap me on the wrist for this. I mean, it's fine. You don't have to obey. He's not a robot. He should make a decision that, ah, you know what? It's 97th minute. The guy scored a winner. Let it be. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand referees are the toughest job in the world. I mean, they are... Uh, bound by the rules and they've got to stick to the letter of the law but at the same time I don't know man in that circumstance seriously I mean was that uh, let, let's put it this way are you telling me that a tackle where you potentially like in that Watford game potentially could break a player's leg is the same as over celebrating a goal I, I really think that the FA and FIFA need to rethink that rule I mean they've come leaps and bounds with gold line technology over celebrating, I mean, football's about passion. Show yeah. the bloody passion, don't exactly. I, I think that was harsh on Sterling. Hopefully, is it going to be a case that now nobody's going to celebrate when they score goals because of fear of over celebrating? Well, exactly, this is wrong, eh? but I think uh, the FA will look at it and they'll probably rescind that red card. I don't think he'd. he'd He's going to get us a spare one match ban for that. They'll they'll appeal it. It's it's yeah. Always. No, I, th I hope so. I mean, he doesn't deserve a, a red card for that or a ban. I mean, but yeah, Sterling I think has lifted it up his game. If you think about it, suddenly a bit of competition for places has been a good thing for him. You know, we all know he's a talented player. We could see what he did as a seventeen-year-old at at Liverpool, but he's maturing now, and I think he's starting to show what he's capable of. City, so City, another. Yeah, absolutely. Good result for them. Um, never easy to go to Bournemouth and get a result. So I think they'll be happy with that. If I look at some of the other results, Crystal Palace are in dire straits. I mean, no, trouble, I don't know, is it the new influence of a manager with Debord? But I mean, I know they had a few injuries, but they looked at sea. The defense was woeful. There was no drive, no edge to them. They looked insipid, to say the least. Yeah, there's no fight there. There's nothing. They look like that. They, they want to go down this year. You know, the Big Sam saved them last season, but it looks like they just want to disappear into the championship. Maybe they like it there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just shockingly bad. Eh? After three games and their manager is already odds uh, on to be set. That's not a good thing, eh? No, not at all. I mean, Slavin Bilic against West Ham. West Ham also looked like they had no bottle. No, I, I know teams don't like going to the northeast to a hostile St. James's Park with 52,000 mad Geordies screaming at you. But at the same time, this is the Premier League. It's the best league in the world. You should be up for it, regardless of where you're playing, the temperature. I mean, these footballers right. are really soft at times. And, uh, you know, the amount of money that Billich has spent with West Ham, they need, they should be winning those games or getting a decent result. No, no disrespect to your team, but to lose 3-0 to Newcastle, who just the week before were beaten by what was the Huddersfield? Yep, one nil. Yeah. So don't I mean, remind me. West Ham should be getting a better result there. Yeah, on, some quality players. I know Anatovic wasn't wasn't there, but I mean he's one new player. He's a brand new signing. Noble, I mean, didn't have a great game. Anyway, without getting into too much, 
I'm relieved to see that there's a little bit of a glimmer of hope at Newcastle that Ruffers, yeah, fine, West Ham might not be in the greatest opposition and we still have some serious tests to come. But there's a glimmer of hope. You know, three points, they're off the mark. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The the Hosselu, the striker, looks like he's he's hungry. First touch is good. You know, he's he, he gets in that sort of six-yard box, makes it difficult for the goalkeeper. Um, so I think a glimmer of hope. I think the next few days we could see one or two more arrivals um, at Newcastle. Um, if they're loan signings, more than likely. I know there's a talk about Jovetic coming across, which would be a fantastic signing. But I think at this point, what I've seen when they want to play, mm-hmm. Newcastle potentially have enough to stay up because that's the priority. Forget about a cup run. Forget about top 10. Just getting to those 40 points as fast as possible is all that matters to Rafa Benitez. Then then he can walk away. Or he can say, okay, cool, let's invest. You know, who knows? We'll yeah. have to wait and see. But no, it, that's, that, that's the plan. I mean, once they get the three points, it's okay. Things will, will get better. The confidence builds. Players will, will be a bit more comfortable. They're not so edgy. And, and you know, uh, I'd like to Newcastle to say the, the Premier League is a better league with a team from the North. <laughs> yeah, there's only one at the moment. And the way Sunderland and Middlesbrough are going, you know, it might be like that for the foreseeable future. Oh, Let, a long time. Let's talk about uh, Manchester United. I mean, what's that? Ten goals, none conceded in three matches. Um, Romelu Lukaku didn't score. Damn him, because he is my he captain. <laughs> and missed the penalty. Um, but that said... There are signs, and I know it's early on, uh, but there are signs that this Manchester United team is starting to find some rhythm. And they're starting, Mkhitaryan is playing some good football. Uh, he's bringing a guy like um, Lukaku into the mix. Martial's a different player. Rashford comes on and scores. Uh, it, it's like there's something good going on, and I think Jose's finally got his squad that he wants, and they're ticking over. And, and I, like I said to you, and I'm going to say it again, the title will be in Manchester this year. If it's red or blue, I yet I don't know, but I'm starting to lean towards Manchester United. Well, I, I prefer it in red, but uh, of course you do. <laughs> they they're looking good. Eh? Um, they're attacking. They're getting goals from all around. It's not like last season where only one guy was getting all the goals. You know, it's being spread around. And I mean, Mkhitaryan, if he gets any more assists, they're going to have to rename him. You know, humanitarian because yeah, he's, he's a... just he's just nailing the assists. Eh? Is he a guy to? He's obviously a guy you want to try and put in your fantasy. You've got to try and fit oh, him absolutely. in there. Absolutely, you've got to have him at the moment. He's red hot. Um, I, you know, Martial is. I don't know when he comes off the bench, he does well. Um, but when he started, he wasn't at, at you know at the right. He, he didn't really make an impact. Yes. But uh, you know, Rashford came in, scored. So the goals are getting spread, spread around nicely. It's still a bit early for, for. I would say you know last season as well. The first three games, I think we won all. But uh, the season so far so good. Yeah, but it wasn't. You even international. Yeah, fair enough. But you haven't scraped to results. You've been comprehensive, clinical. No, no, we've steamrolled the teams. I mean, yeah. Uh, Leicester came back to pass, and we still beat them last season. That would have happened. We would have drawn that game easy. Piece. Yeah. Um, quickly, while we've still got a little bit of time, Harry Kane has been an absolute okay. flop. For fantasy well, managers, this weekend for you know the main strikers have been uh, a bit of a problem. Kane didn't fire, and I think you told me about the stat that he's never scored in August or something like that. That was a shocking. Eh? I mean, a guy of his talent should be getting gold from game one, 
But I mean, if you had Lukaku as your captain, you probably got screwed. Yep. If you had Aguero as your captain, you got screwed. Um, you know, the only guy who did well was Morata, and I don't think a lot of people had yeah. him, so they might be looking at that. Yeah, I think Morata is someone you must look at. But quickly, before I forget, Sergio Aguero was also involved in uh, an interesting sort of tussle at the end of the game um, against Bournemouth, where I think it was a City fan came onto the field. I can't remember exactly, but the security officials then held down the City fan. And Aguero was trying to like see if the City fan was okay or whatever it was. And then he touched the one of the officials. Mm-hmm. And, and got shoved back. Yeah, now got shoved back. So I don't know what the latest is on that. But my take on it is, I don't unfortunately know enough about the situation, but it was almost like Aguero was concerned about the fan's welfare. As opposed to, like from the video, you know what I mean? Concerned. I mean, you don't blame him. It's one of his supporters. He's got to show a bit of compassion. And from what I see, the, the stewards were quite rough with that guy. I mean, yeah. Three of them holding one guy down. But, uh, I mean, Aguero should also respect. Let them do their job. I mean, let them do what they need to do. And uh, I understand the compassion. Send, send the guy a signed shirt or something. Yeah, something like but, that. Yeah, don't, don't get involved security-wise because it's not his place. I mean, he's, he's got to understand that. Yeah. Let's um, quickly touch on Chelsea. Um, also starting to get that little bit of rhythm. I think now that uh, Diego Costa looks like he's definitely leaving the club, Conte is a little bit more settled. Uh, Morata uh, is getting in, in his stride. I think he's suited to the Premier League. It looks like he just feeds off it, you know. And I think if you're a fantasy manager, maybe not a bad idea. Look, there's two weeks now, so the international window, you can't do much. But, mm-hmm. but, some guys might be tempted to play that wild card now um, just because uh, some people aren't firing. But that said, the minute you take Harry Kane out, he's going to get a hat-trick. I'm telling you oh, now. Definitely. definitely. But then again, you know, if you look at the next fixture for Spurs, it's a way to Everton. Yeah. So, you know, you think twice about that. You know, Chelsea are a way to Leicester. So, you know, Morata's confidence is good. I mean, he's yeah, he's got a, goal, a couple of goals, some assists. I would look at him definitely. I mean, a lot of, and you've got Aaron Hazard coming back. So with him supplying and, and Morata finishing, it might be a, a good combination to go with. Yeah. Look, another player you should not be without is Mane. I mean, that guy oh, is he's on, on fire. You know, as much as it, it hurts me to say, but the Liverpool, that, that, that attacking trio of Mane, Salah, uh, even Sturridge, Firmino, you know, they, they look red hot. No, they really do. Uh, but think carefully, as you said, Mo. Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Brighton, West Brom, Everton, Spurs, Leicester, Chelsea, Southampton, Watford, Stokes, Manchester United, uh, Burnley, Crystal yeah. Palace, Swansea, Newcastle. You've got to think seriously about your selection. And I, I, I honestly think it's not a bad idea to play that wild card. If I'm not mistaken, you do get two, one in the first half, right? So yeah. okay. not a bad idea to consider that right now. But also there's the free hit. So, I don't know. Just see how it goes. But it, time to reflect um, on your, your signings. And Hazard coming back, that's a huge thing. Because Fabregas, I don't think, is going to feature as much when Hazard comes back. Mm-hmm. And also, another, if you're looking for like a cheap uh, a striker, um, the guy who scored for, against Spurs for Burnley. Yes. Uh, Chris Wood. Chris Wood's just been signed from Leeds. He was like a sensation in the championship. So he might be also someone you know, to throw into the mix. He was fantastic in the championship. He's a Kiwi. Played for Leeds. 
been signed for a record fee by Burnley. He is a guy to watch out for, and especially considering Burnley go to they are home to Palace next. There you go. There you go. Also, Vokes is not bad from Burnley. He, I think he's six points. So, yeah, have a, have a look and see. But I think, Mo, we're going to have to leave it there. It's been Football 2 Plus 3. Remember, you can catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cliffcentral.com, as well as csduplicy.co.za. For any of the podcasts you might have missed, Football 2 Plus 3, also on Twitter, at Football 2 Plus 3. So don't miss it. And um, yeah, this international window sucks because we've just had three weeks of Premier League football and now we have to wait uh, for the international teams to do their thing. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll catch you again next time. You've been listening to Football 2 Plus 3.